This is LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports. Presented by Dunphy Ford. Ferguson takes the snap, inside handoff. Madden has room to the 10, to the 5, dives for the end zone. Touchdown, Explorers! Side Madden, he does it again! Three receivers out wide, Ferguson drifts that way, throws on the run, over the top, one-handed catch, made by Renella! He scores a touchdown, Renella! Dramatic with the left hand goes up. What's he got? Stick him on there. An incredible play and a touchdown for the Explorers. It's time for first kick on Bob Long Sports. Welcome to Franklin Field in Philadelphia. One of the most hallowed venues in all of sports for LaSalle against Malvern Prep. And a non-conference tilt. Bob Long, Rob Stott, Chris Carabello alongside. What a night we have here. A perfect night for football with storms threatening in the later part of the evening. LaSalle at 1-1 one one on the year comes off a 28 to nothing win over Pensbury. Malvern comes off a 47-30 loss against number one in South Jersey, St. Augustine. But the story here tonight is as much on the field as what has happened on this field leading up to now. A venue built in 1895, and LaSalle having won three city title championships from the years 1955 to the year 1960. 1960, the same year the Eagles won the championship, NFL championship against the Green Bay Packers. What a night we have ahead, Rob. It's going to be a good one, Bob. You could just feel it in the air. Some of the, just the historic or the historicness of this building and just everything that's happened here. Karras to kick off for the LaSalle Explorers. Boyle is back deep. They're going to let it drop at the 20. Opportunity for a recovery. LaSalle thinks they have it at the 25-yard line. Nobody touched it, and they do. What a way to start. Picked up by number 22, Seamus Heckard. And LaSalle, while kicking off, had one thing in mind, putting it in a tough spot for the Malvern defense. They did just that. And Heckard with the recovery. Malvern, without even touching the football, now goes on defense. And that was just a situation there, Bob. LaSalle put the ball right in a spot where there was no one to catch it. So it was between the 20 and the 10. You got guys back on about the 5, in between the 5 and the goal line. Uh, and the ball just checks up short. And instead of bouncing to the, the intended receiver, you know, checks up. LaSalle can get down there and, and make an awesome recovery here early on. Starting just a few minutes before 8 o'clock, for those of you joining at the top of the hour, LaSalle offense onto the field. Handoff to side Madden on the inside, cuts across inside the 25-yard line and down to about the 22. So they gave the recovery at the 25-yard line, a gain of three from Cy Madden. And there's a guy we should expect to see a lot of here. His number caught a lot during this game, already up over 300 and some yards this season, Bob. Clearly a, a, a guy that they want to work their offense through in, in Cy Madden. Tom Lamort, the quarterback, his third career start for this LaSalle Explorer team, comes up to the line. He'll go from under center. And now we'll come back into the pistol. Cy Madden directly behind him. Takes the snap. Now hands it off to the inside. Has room and gets gobbled up after a gain of one. Ball is loose, but they're going to rule him down at the 21-yard line. Third and six upcoming for the Explorers on their first drive from scrimmage. 
after recovering the kickoff before Malvern Prep could touch it. Two early runs there, and it looked like Madden had a nice little hole, but Malvern, uh, like you said, was able to swarm around him. I'm sure they're looking out for number 15 there in the backfield uh, and was able to get him before he got too loose and, and able to pick up just a few yards there. So we'll, we'll see, Tommy, a, a big passing situation here early on. Troy Holland to the far side, ball in the middle of the field. Now here comes the jet sweep, cuts inside, bounces over a tackler, maybe just a yard short, Octavius Carter came in motion. It looks like they're walking it close, yeah, just about a half yard short there on the sweep. Uh, interesting call, you know, you had six yards, might as well try a little misdirection, but... Um, End up coming up just about a yard short there. So we'll another really big, big early decision for LaSalle here is this game is just into its first drive here. So we'll see what they do. Onto the field comes Tom Lamort. They're going for it on fourth down. Riverboat Rob's a fan. <laughs> As always, two receivers now to the far side. Ball on the near hash. Here's Lamort under center. LaSalle moving from left to right. They hand it off to Madden, bounces off a tackle, looks a little short, and judging by the marker, will be a bit short. A turnover from the Explorers. They can't capitalize on the kickoff recovery. And that's a great stop there for Malvern. You, you talk about a way to turn momentum. Things could have really gotten out of hand here early for them, giving the ball to LaSalle just outside of the red zone, able to come up with a big four and out, if you will, uh, on the first drive of the game here. Now here comes Malvern Prep's offense onto the field. Kevin Doyle, shotgun snap, goes over his head into the end zone, picks it up, will he get rid of it? Has an opportunity, throws it up, opportunity for an interception, it's knocked to the turf at the 15-yard line. Wow, a sloppy Woo. game on both sides early on here. LaSalle nearly had a safety. Heads up play by Doyle. Nearly had a safety, nearly had a ball going out of the back of the end zone. Just all kinds of uh, trouble early on for Malvern on that snap, but uh, lucky to get it away and, and still only face a second and ten here. And it looks like, Bob, uh, McCann, number two, is starting here. We got him on our card as wide receiver, but he's here under center early on. Inside handoff, pulled, McCann has it to the 20, out to the 21-yard line, knocked down right there. Gain of five. Third and five upcoming now for the Explorers. The Explorers' defense looks to hold the Friars here, as here comes Doyle now, a little bit of confusion on the first couple plays as they brought on the wide receiver for the Wildcat. A good catch, Rob, not one, two, but two in the backfield on the first two plays from scrimmage. Here's Doyle, the ESPN top 300 recruit, and before the snap, we'll have a timeout from Malvern Prep. Third, and they say four. Third and a long four for Malvern Prep. Upcoming, they wear their silver helmets with the royal blue jerseys and the white pants. Rob will take this opportunity to take you through time here at Franklin Field, built in 1895, before the 20th century, Rob. How's that make you feel? Young, I guess. Uh, you know, I, you talk about the first game of the year, we're talking about me being the old guy in the booth. Man, come to Franklin Field, my, how the tides have turned. 
1895, built here on Penn's campus. They've run the Penn Relays every year here. One of the greatest events in track and field, and Usain Bolt made an appearance a few years ago for Jamaica, the greatest sprinter of all time. Third and a long four here for Malvern. Kevin Doyle is out in the shotgun. Fernandez is to his left. Here's the handoff to Fernandez. Bounces outside and is wrestled down for a loss of three. LaSalle defense stops Malvern Prep on their first drive from scrimmage. And that was a great job of busting through the line there by LaSalle to, to break up the play in the backfield. It looked like it was just one, one broken tackle shy of being able to, to break, spring that one, but uh, LaSalle did a nice job of tracking them down in the backfield and, and forcing an early punt here for Malvern. Back deep to receive. Tom Flavin for the Explorers. And now a flag is thrown on the play. Movement, it looked like, up front. A little false start. So just all around a really sloppy game for Malvern here early on. That's exactly what the call is. They'll back him up four more yard, five more yards. Garrett Riley, the punter, he now stands with his heels on his own three-yard line. Flavin inside the 50. Now here's the kick. Flavin's going to come get it, catches it at the 48. Makes one man miss and cuts to the outside. Is taken down at the 47-yard line. A flag was thrown in the area of number 10 for LaSalle, Devin Smith. Maybe a block in the back that could back up the Explorers. Not if that ends up being a block in the back, that was kind of unnecessary. He's on the opposite side of the play. If anything, he just shoved the defender into his own guy to, to make that tackle there. It looks like that's what they're going to call. Block in the back. They'll move back the Explorers beyond the midfield stripe. Oh, Bob, we got Pikachu on the field. I'm sorry, not on the field. It was just sort of around the track here being chased by the Explorer. Looks like he got him. He caught Pikachu. Listen, you need to start will. training early for the pen relays, Rob. <laughs> this is big deal here. This is a really big deal. All right, they will spot the Explorers right at their own 40-yard line and out to the field for the second drive comes Tom Lamort and the Explorer offense moving from left to right. Sire Madden in the backfield with Lamort. Trips out to the far side, ball in the near hash. Inside handoff to Madden, gobbled up after a gain of about two and a half yards. It's been all run here early on, whether it's the Jets sweep, just handing it off to Madden. Want to see Tommy here, now second drive, you know, getting a little more comfortable seeing the, the depth perception, I guess, if you will. That's a factor in football, you know, new venue. Want to see him open it up a little bit, uh, it, it, let him sling the ball around the field here a little bit. Even on the running plays, Rob, they've been fairly cookie cutters. I don't know if that's the right word, but in between the tackles for Cy Madden, at some point you're going to want to get him outside the tackles. It was Jake Hornerbrook on that last tackle, and now he stands in the linebacking core. Lamort in the shotgun, takes the five-step drop, fakes once, and now takes off with it at the 45-yard line, tripped up there, and dives forward for another two yards. Gets up to the 47, will be third and three for the Explorers. And that was a nice coverage down the field there by Malvern, so a good decision by Tommy. You know, finally getting an opportunity to throw his first ball, but recognizing the good coverage downfield, tucking it, and able to pick up some positive yards here and set up a third manageable for LaSalle. For those of you joining us just at 8 o'clock, 
We started a few minutes early here at Franklin Field, the home of the University of Pennsylvania Quakers and the former home of the Philadelphia Eagles. No score. We're under seven minutes to play in the first quarter, and LaSalle has a third and three from their own 47. They need the 50. Play action fake. Lobs it over the top, just over the arms of Joey Burnham, the fullback, and LaSalle will punt once again. Not a fan of that decision there. I know third and manageable, you're not looking for a run, but don't don't like the play call there. You got Tommy running sort of to his left and having to throw across his body to make a pass there. Just looked awkward for him, and, and uh, you know another missed conversion on third down there. Now the punter, Mike Wells, will come on. Daniel Karish takes the kickoffs. And the punts and field goals are handled by Mike Wells, the senior. Here's not a great punt aesthetically, but takes a good hop. Caught at the 20-yard line and taken out of bounds by Mike Fay. Mike Fay caught a touchdown pass last week for Malvern Prep and was a key receiver last year at Upper Dublin when LaSalle faced Malvern Prep. And now the Friars will start at the 28-yard line. You had a good drive there, uh, you know, by the LaSalle defense, forcing an early three and out for Malvern on their first drive. So it looked to sort of keep that momentum going for them as this game sort of gets in, into its early groove here, see if they can't come up with another big stop. And now from their own 28-yard line, throw over the middle, a nice catch right there by number 21, and there he goes to the 50 and to the 40-yard line, finally taken down by Liam Trainer. Dan Garrity, the junior wide receiver, just snuck over the middle. LaSalle committed eight in the box. Easy pitch and catch for Doyle. And Doyle did a nice job there, sort of drawing the defenders to jump up for trying to swat that pass down, and they weren't able to do it and found his man. Now an inside handoff comes to Fay, wrapped up and pushed forward for a couple yards, but was hit at the line of scrimmage by Chris Maloney. Second and seven upcoming from the 37-yard line of the LaSalle Explorers. Malvern Prep drives on the other side of midfield for the first time. That should get a, a couple positive yards there, but that's a nice answer. Uh, a play that, you know, you don't want them to get too much momentum going on their side. And LaSalle coming up with a nice stop on a little, little sweet play there. Keith McGuire joins Doyle in the backfield. Ball in the near hash with trips to the far side. Shotgun snap, quick drop. Throws over the top. Nice one-handed catch and makes the man miss. Goes out of bounds at the 22-yard line. Matt Dollar with the catch. It wasn't a particularly well-thrown ball, but made a nice catch. Got a hand on it, tipped it up, and turned around and got himself in motion. Dollar's been at this for a while for this Friar team. A multi-year starter with a nice play on that one. First down, Friars. And nearing the red zone of LaSalle. Now we got another another wild. Oh no! Look like Wildcat here, Bob. Number two under center again. McMahon takes the snap and goes up the middle with it. Read it well. A gain of seven as he's tripped up at the 16-yard line. Second and short, upcoming should be about three. <laughs> and it looks like they're going to stick with it. They still got Doyle stuck on the sidelines behind their head coach. So a fan of this Wildcat here early on for for Malvern. Yes, this one was unexpected. The more diminutive McMahon. Hasn't thrown the ball to this point, well, except to throw the one away when the snap went over his head into the end zone. But that was less to hit a receiver and more just to avoid a safety. Now another high snap. LaSalle has an opportunity, and they fall on it. Number 72, Chris Maloney. Another botched snap, 
and Maloney falls on it at the 26-yard line. That's twice now with the snap up over over McMahon's head. You wonder how much of that has to do with size. You're I, usually used to looking I was at about Doyle to say back that. there. And it's I think he's accustomed guy. to Doyle back there. There's a four-inch height differential, and it's every bit of two inches over his head. That was two balls that just clearly didn't sail through his hands. They sailed over. Just an interesting situation for their center there, and that, that is, that's something. That's twice now. They're having a discussion right now with him, Jack Walker, on the offensive line, a junior. Got Two coaches one. there, likely consoling him more than anything. We yeah. need you out there. Got to wonder how much longer they'll stick with that. Now Cy Madden takes the handoff, has room past the 30, past the 35, and is taken down at the 36. Oof. A gain of nine and second and one upcoming for the LaSalle Explorers with four minutes and 39 seconds. Clock is stopped for whatever reason. That's absolutely short of the first down. Well, no, it is not. No, they're going to give it to him. Looks about a half yard short at the very minimum. And yeah, that was a very favorable spot. In fact, Chris, yes, the ball was spotted right on the 35 on the one end. Up at the hash marks, it's all the way at the 36. Well, Sal, the beneficiary of a favorable spot and a first down. It was a nice run by Cy Madden. This time they give it right back to him. He's hitting the backfield, able to salvage a half a yard. I think the biggest difference between this game and last week, or at least what we've seen so far this game, is that Cy Madden was getting a lot of yards after contact last week. This week he's, he's, they're making contact with him, and they're bringing him down. Some big guys in between the tackles, yeah. and that's where LaSalle's running the majority of the way. That time, number 44, Cole McCabe, threw with the first contact. Yeah, this is clearly a more talented and more athletic team than the Pennsbury team that we faced last week. It's very apparent from just the, the, the first three series. Second and eight, they gave Madden two. Three minutes, 45 seconds, clock ticking. LaSalle moving from left to right. On the second and eight, Lamort drops back, realizes he has nobody, and Ooh. gets drilled. He was giving himself up, and he was drilled by Dan Ford. Very surprised to see no they call. Did. No, now, they threw a flag. Now is. the flag comes no, in No, they late. threw the flag. Now, if this is the NFL and we're thinking about Thursday night, maybe, and it's Cam Newton, you might not get that call. <laughs> but Listen, Tommy Lamort under center, I, I expect to see that. And, you know, in this game, you talk about wanting to protect your quarterback. That was just – you, you saw Tommy Lamort was giving himself up, but that is an unnecessary hit and no, he good clearly, to see the flag. he clearly slid, and he went for his head. He never went for his body. Just an ugly kind of ugly hit that you, you just don't want to see that kind of hit in this game. Lamort looks no worse for the wear, thankfully. And now the 15-yard penalty will give the Explorers a first down and move them to the 43-yard line of the Friars. You know, they, Rob, you made the comment about it, the NFL. That's, all, that's also something that would have been reviewed in New York on Monday and probably <laughs> resulted in a fine. Luckily, no Manila envelopes in college. There was movement up front, and they saw it. Movement came from Craig Krug, number 57, as well as number 64 for the Explorers, Brendan O'Brien. Chris, they're not handing out detentions for hits to the head, I guess, in high school at this point. Just not, no, nothing like that. Now they back him up five yards to the 48-yard line. Still on plus side of midfield. Three minutes and three seconds. The clock ticks. First and 15 for the Explorers. We are live from Franklin Field, the home of the Pennsylvania Quakers of the Ivy League. 
and the former home of the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow, mm. flag comes. Why? It's going to be offside against Malvern Prep. Must have been contact Unabated? with Joe Burnham. Yeah. Ah, that, that's a play. I would have loved to see that run, give LaSalle a shot down the field, open play, free play, rather. Ryan Betts, number 42, jumped offside. And, again, you're exactly right, Rob. Normally, it was not unabated to the quarterback. No way, no how. Normally, you let that play play out, but there's a possibility he made contact with Joe Burnham, who was lined up on the outside in the tight end position. This has been a very sloppy first quarter. I mean, on the part of both teams. LaSalle clearly should have capitalized early on a sloppy kick, you know, kickoff return from Malvern, and it's just gone downhill from there. Now the outside handoff. Here comes Madden. Cuts inside at the 35-yard line to the 30 and is taken down at the 25 by three Friars, but not before a run of 15 yards and a first down for the LaSalle Explorers. Yeah, that's the side Madden we've seen the last two weeks. There was a nice block there by, by junior Greg Quick, offensive lineman. Came up open and sprung a big hole for Madden there that really let him get to the outside and, and just uh, shoot up there for an awesome game for the, gain for the Explorers. We now tick under two minutes to play in a scoreless first quarter from Franklin Field. Pistol, they fake the handoff to Quills. Quills is releasing. Lamort, does he see him? He can't let it go. And now he takes off, throws over the middle, and he throws it over the middle. He's drilled, though, the wide receiver. He's looking for a flag. Harry Scanlon, he thought maybe the receiver got there, or I should say the defensive back got there before the ball. It was close, but... You said it, Chris, and I think you mm-hmm. said as well, Rob. Manny Quills was wide open as he released in that wheel route. and oh, he Jumping just, up and down in the middle of the field. He couldn't get the throw off as the pressure came to him. And that, those are the kinds of things, you know, uh, not a young quarterback, but a, a rather inexperienced one for the Explorers. And he'll get those, he'll find those as the season goes along, but it's one there that he just missed a, a big opportunity for the Explorers gone by. Second and 10. They fake the jet sweep, hand it off to Madden, lost the ball, able to come up with it. Loss of four yards, but nearly another Man. turnover from the LaSalle Explorers. Just not, not a good game on either side right now. You, I Jitters for some reason. I mean, you, you talk about Franklin Field early, but at this point you're into the game now. First quarter's really winding down, a minute and a half to go. Got to put this behind you and just... Put a drive together, man. Number six in southeastern PA, LaSalle, against number eight in southeastern PA, Malvern Prep. Both teams with very high expectations coming into the year. A little sloppy early. Third and 13. Here's the drop back. Throw over the middle. Caught there. Opportunity for a touchdown, and it is. Brett Malley dives through into the P here in the end zone at Penn. It's a touchdown for the Explorers, 23 yards. And Lamort put that exactly where he needed to, just over the outstretched arm of the defensive back. And LaSalle leads 6 to nothing. You just talk about that pass. He missed over the wide open in the middle of the field, and that what a way to bounce back and find your guy. Perfect arc on that throw, get it over the defender. And, uh, man, that was just a, a great run, Malley little off balance, but was able to keep his composure just enough to get into the end zone and put the Explorers on top here early on. Mike Wells is no good. Pushed it wide right on the extra point, and the score remains. Six to nothing, LaSalle. 58 seconds to go in this this first quarter of play, and uh, Rob, your thoughts on what we've seen 
so far here. I know we talked about the sloppiness, but the response on that last drive, even the response after Madden nearly turned the ball over. Uh, it's just, I mean, it, it's nice to see. That's what both teams have shown early on is, you know, they have the ability to, to, to create those big plays. You saw Malvern get a nice 30, 40-yard gain here on the one drive, but only to turn it over. LaSalle almost turns it over on their own side. Uh, you know, Madden dropping the ball there, putting it to the turf, but able to recover and then able to capitalize uh, LaSalle was with Lamort throwing that beautiful touchdown pass over the middle. So just sloppy, but they're, they're getting their act together. Karish sits the ball on the tee, kicked a pooch last time that landed at about the 22-yard line and bounced backwards. LaSalle, Seamus Heckert was able to pick it up. This time, Zach Fernandez and Kevin Boyle deep will be more attentive to that without a doubt. Can already see them creeping up a little bit. Karish launches this one deep, forces Fernandez back a few steps, catches it at his own two. Comes to the far side of the field, up to the 20 without being contacted, cuts inside of the 24 and is dropped right there by the Explorers. Number five, Corbin Mel. 50 seconds to play in this first quarter of play. They can't all be deep onside kicks, can they, Bob? <laughs> It was a good kick there from Karish and good starting field position from a defensive perspective. Malvern Prep backed up in their own end. And now you're going to see Kevin Doyle go under center. You saw he and center Jack Walker practicing that on the near side of the field. Now the toss sweep to Fernandez gets through the first hole and then is dropped at the 30-yard line outside the hash marks. In there on the stop, number 52, Daniel Kuznetsov. And obviously early, you know, first play back, they're not going to go Wildcat, but that's something I'll be interested to see if they go back to it all at this one. Uh, you got Doyle back under center, but uh, I'd imagine that you're not going to see number two, McMahon, sort of get back under there, and, and McCannon, that'll be, that'll be enough of that tonight, I think. They the other thing that's interesting is Doyle's under center. He's not in the shotgun. And now a toss sweep drilled right at the line of scrimmage. Fernandez again goes down. Third and we'll call it three upcoming here. They need just about the 35-yard line. And yes, Chris, you're, you're exactly right. They were practicing on the sideline before the last drive while LaSalle was on offense. And certainly a testament to how difficult that was to get the snap correctly on the shotgun. Clock expires here in the first. Six-nothing Explorers. It will be third and three right after this. And you've been listening to LaSalle College High School Football live on Bob Long Sports and presented by Dunphy Ford. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Franklin Field, the site of tonight's game against Malvern Prep for the LaSalle Explorers, and you're listening to Explorer Football right here on Bob Long Sports. With Bob Long, Rob Stott, 
and Chris Carabello. Fun fact for you folks about the history of Franklin Field. They used to play a very unusual sport here. You, you certainly imagine lacrosse and football and soccer and track. More after this play, third and three, but they used to play baseball here at this oddly shaped field for such a sport. Doyle, handoff inside on the third and three. Fernandez has the first down a lot more. Open room at the 50 to the 40. Block at the 35. Down down to the 25 at the 20 and is ripped out of bounds there. A huge run for Zach Fernandez. That'll change field position quickly. Yeah, that was two broken tackles. I mean, he broke two tackles, probably poor tackles on the part of the Explorers, but, you know. That was a big run, a big boost for Malvern. Just the kind of play they needed after, you know, giving up the touchdown on the last drive by LaSalle. Uh, way to answer, really, on, on their first part of this first drive here. Now at the 18-yard line, they spotted Fernandez. First and 10 upcoming. The Friars trail 6 to nothing. Clock stopped at 11.46 to play in this second quarter. Doyle will change the play. Looks over to the sideline. Now drifts to his strong side. Doubles back the other way. Takes off at the 15. Takes off to the 10. Towards the line. Hit and dropped. They're going to mark him out of bounds at the 7-yard line. Back before he was hit. But a really shifty run from the junior quarterback. Shows that 6-4 frame. Doesn't just throw the football. And it looks like we got an explorer down here. Couldn't catch the number 54. Yeah, he's up. Steven Matchett off the field on his own power. Yeah. And now is down again on the blue portion of the turf here at Penn. And they changed that play at the line of scrimmage. It was a call from the booth down to the field. We have the luxury of having the Malvern <laughs> coaching staff next to us, and we could hear some of the commentary. <laughs> And even without him, you certainly see the way Doyle looks over at the sideline. Yep. They adjust the play as the clock runs down. It's a well-executed play. Don't know if that was a designed run or broken, but nevertheless, it worked out very favorably for this Friar team. And now after the injury timeout, LaSalle back on the field. Malvern taking their time with this one. A very hot and muggy night. You see water bottles in the faces of both these players, but also the referees. A need to stay cool. Do we get a broadcasting break? <laughs> One would wish. 11.36 to play. Tailbacks on both sides of Doyle. They fake the handoff. LaSalle hits him in the backfield. They were not fooled. Jason Kessler with the sack. Just saw that blitz coming off of the outside, but clearly, you know, Doyle did not, and just an excellent, excellent job by the Explorers coming off the edge and able to bring them down there. 6-0 LaSalle leads. Malvern now moves from left to right. They're at the 12-yard line. It's second and goal. And only a three-yard loss on that sack kind of tells you how quick they got to him. Doyle goes back under center. Eight men in the box for the Explorers. The pitch to Fernandez. Shifty moves, but can't get by the line of scrimmage. Kessler in there again on the tackle. Man possessed in this series. It's a guy that wants to just, he, he gave up. I didn't catch if his number was one of those ones that got turned around on the big run, but clearly out for vengeance here uh, as the, Malvern is down here in the red zone. Third and goal from the 11. We'll see 
how the play call goes here will determine, one, how much confidence they have in their kicker, and two, whether they'll go for it on fourth down. Doyle, an empty set, five receivers, three to the near side, ball in the middle of the field. Explorers with one-on-one coverage. They have a safety deep. The drop throws over the middle. Fernandez reaches out and makes the catch. A touchdown. Malvern Prep ties it at six. Zach Fernandez was always the target there. Doyle never looked anywhere else. Knew it right off the line, so immediately put his hand up, knew he was open, and found his man. He knew that that route was designed to put him behind the defender, and he was going nowhere. And it's a great catch by Fernandez as well. Maybe a touch overthrown. Fernandez, even with a diminutive frame, gets the arms out there and makes a great play. At 5'9", that's about as extended as he gets. <laughs> now the kick from Chiazza up and good. Malvern Prep takes the one-point lead. 10-10 to play here in the second quarter. The Friars lead the Explorers 7-6. We'll take a quick break and come back. This is LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports, and this portion of the game is brought to you by Howland Hess O'Connell. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy, Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUPY. Welcome back. We are here, 10-10 to play second quarter. LaSalle trails 7-6 to Malvern Prep. Thanks to our friends at Howland Hess O'Connell. That's C-U-P Wawa, 287-9292. Making me want a hoagie there, Bob. It would be nice. It's either that or a $4 hot dog and a $4 bottle of water down Mm. low. Phillies prices, Eagles prices (laughs) here at Franklin Field. For high school football. Now LaSalle is back deep to receive. Kick from Chiazza, line drive kick, goes for Holland, catches it over his shoulder, takes a step into the end zone, and they call it a touchback by rule here in high school out to the 20 it comes. Now I know I mentioned it before the long touchdown drive from Malvern Prep, but they did play baseball here. The University of Pennsylvania, before they built the beautiful field near the Schuylkill that you see driving by, played baseball at Franklin Field. Now, where did they have the the diamond, you may say? Over where LaSalle entered the field, over by the start line for the track. That's where the field was. It's only about 200 yards to the Malvern student section in right field, obviously 400-plus feet to left field. So what they did is you had to hit a home run, That would have to be into the upper deck, and anything into the first deck was a ground rule double. Factoid about the legendary Franklin Field. Now, Lamort comes into the play action, rolls to his strong side, throws on the run. Catch is made by Holland. A gain of 14 and a first down as LaSalle moves up. Wow, that's a brutal spot. My apologies, a gain of 11 yards. But now they're moving the chain, so I don't know. You had the one referee signaling to keep the clock running, but clearly a first down. No, he was signaling that he was inbounds. Okay, there we go. They were always going to stop the All clock, right. just that it starts moving again Whew. after he's tackled. Had me a little 
I'm already Danny, sweaty, but whew. Danny Lamort did. Uh, Tommy Lamort did a great job uh, last week throwing the ball on the run. This week, the athleticism of the Malvern secondary—they're getting there just as the ball is, and they're making it tough to catch that ball. Pistol formation turns around and hands it to Madden. Sneaks through the first tackle, breaks one at the 36, up to the 39-yard line. Wrestled down after a gain of eight, and now Madden gets the legs churning. You talk about those yak yards after contact, and Madden finding the way there, hitting that circle button, getting the spin move on Bob. There it is. Couldn't hold out too long. As Uh, if on command. Rob (laughs) Rob Stott, my friends. Able to break some tackles and a nice gain there on first down for the Explorers. Cy Madden, 100 yards or more in each of his first two games. 311 for the young season. One of the most dynamic backs you'll see in all of Philadelphia. If you're going out on a Friday night and you want to see one player, Cy Madden's not a bad choice. Now the handoff to Madden. Hits a guy at the 39. Maybe gets a half yard. It'll be third and one upcoming from the 40. Interesting to see what they'll do here. Uh, Another third and short. Giving it to Madden twice in a row now. Maybe I I would tired of seeing him try to run up the middle, guys. It's, it's clear that that's not the way to go. So maybe get him a little outside action, shift into one of the edges, see if he can get some room. I know, you know, a third and short. You don't you want to take the shortest path to that line, but it's not working right now. Third and one from the forty. LaSalle moving from right to left. Eight oh six to play in the second quarter. LaSalle trails seven six into the I formation. Madden the tailback. They hand it to him. Good block up front by the fullback. A first down for Madden. Churns forward for six. Right in between the tackles and up to the 47-yard line. Silly me. Don't listen to me. I, I, you know, (laughs) finding a hole. I guess, you know, if at first you don't succeed, they're taking that mentality with this little keep wearing down that line. Uh, Eventually find some holes and Madden, his shiftiness will be able to break some tackles, get away from some guys and did it there, big first down. And Madden's a great tailback, obviously, but that one, Rob, I need to give credit to Joe Burnham. Mm-hmm. A big-time block from the fullback, otherwise would have been a loss. Now again, this time play action. Lamort wants to go deep, throws it over the top and over the head of Brett Malley at the 21-yard line. Second and 10 upcoming. That was tight coverage over the top. I would have liked to have seen him check it down to his guy uh, coming across the middle of the field. Looked a little, if anyone was open, it was it was him over the middle of the field. Didn't didn't find him though. You know, took took the chance trying to go up top, and it was just tight coverage. Seven twenty-six to play, second quarter, second and ten now for the LaSalle Explorers. A tight formation, two receivers barely outside the hash marks. Ball in the middle of the field. Box is stacked for Malvern. Lamort pitch and catch over the middle, and I spoke a bit too soon. Troy Holland. Had it in his hands and dropped it. Would have been a gain of about four. Turned and tried to make a move before he caught it. And that was just a situation, like you said, Bob, turning and trying to make a move. Didn't complete the catch. Had a guy right on him, so it's kind of tough. You know, that situation, you're already thinking about going down, tackle being made, but uh, just, just barely didn't come up with that catch. Two incomplete passes thus far on this series. LaSalle still two yards shy of midfield. They need the 42 of Malvern for a first down. They trail by one, 7-6, with 7.20 to play, moving right to left. Lamort takes the shotgun snap, steps up in the pocket, can't evade pressure, and goes down. The sack made by Jerry Curran. 
the linebacker and comes off the field in jubilation, fourth down. Tommy did a nice job there trying to stay up as long as he could, but Curran just wouldn't give up on the play, able to bring his guy down, and big sack there on third down. LaSalle now forced to punt. Now here's the punt. Mike Wells, heels on the 26. A nice high punt. Catch made at the 25. Ball is dropped. And luckily for Malvern Prep, picked up by Quincy Watson. Right place, right oh. time for Watson. Drew Gunther. Wow, what a what Jeez. a very lucky play as he dropped the ball almost immediately after catching it. Watson that was a was nice there. special teams play by the Explorers. That was a great punt, almost blocked. Great coverage, great hit. They just weren't in the right. The two guys were making the tackle instead of picking up the ball. They'll be spotted at the 30-yard line after the pickup from Watson. Doyle onto the field in the shotgun. Ball on the near hash. Trips to that near side. Seven up front for the Explorers. Screen pass to Watson. Makes a man miss, and now here's a lot of room. 40, 50. He might be going to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. A touchdown for Quincy Watson. 70 yards. And Malvern leads 13-6. Two Explorers down on the far side of the field. LaSalle has no one to blame it themselves on that. That wasn't even a well-thrown screen. Three missed tackles, one worse than the other. Has left three Explorers, I mean two Explorers on the field and uh, the Malvern prep receiver in the end zone. All around a, a not good play from the injuries to the missed tackles just to the touchdown and ugly. Devin Smith down, number 10 for the Explorers, the junior defensive back. Looks to be Brian Grady, number 60, the sophomore defensive lineman. Grady down at the 34. Smith now coming to his feet at the 37. Will walk off on his own power. But a 70-yard screenplay. It was a broken play from Malvern Prep. Quincy Watson, the safety valve, still would have been a loss of about three yards. LaSalle brought the house, and then once that one tackle was missed, it was about 10 yards, another missed tackle, and then a third right at midfield. And Quincy Watson turned on the Jets. Now onto the field comes Brandon Chiazza. Chiazza one on one four one thus far tonight on the point after. Malvern leads by seven points, looking to make it eight with 621 to play in the second quarter. Here from Franklin Field on the campus of the University of Pennsylvania. Hold is down, Chiazza up and good off the far wall. Nearly blocked. And now it is 14 to six. LaSalle trailing Malvern Prep. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening to LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports, brought to you by Dunphy Ford. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. 
Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. 621 to play, second quarter. LaSalle trailing Malvern Prep 14 to 6. Malvern Prep with a 70-yard touchdown pass. A screen play to Quincy Watson, and he did the rest. Doyle, a top 300 quarterback, had three touchdown passes last week against St. Augustine, but to a man, I think he'd tell you, I don't know if he deserves that particular touchdown pass. Nevertheless, an eight-point lead for the Friars, and the Explorers need a good drive to rebound here. Chiazza tees it up at the 40. Flavin and Holland with their heels on the five and four yard line respectively. Chiazza kicking from left to right. And offside, it's a good call. I was very surprised to see that flag, but I saw it as Kyle Quigley went past the 40. So they'll back it up five more yards. Now in high school, a reminder, you're wondering why we stopped talking. In the NFL, you'll see that play continue. In high school, you back it up five yards and you do it again. It's like a false start penalty on kickoffs. So they back it up to the 35-yard line, and they'll put it right on that X that constitutes where the college guys kick it from. Any scouts watching right now? See what Chiazza has to offer. Holland and Flavin. Move up to five yards as well. And now LaSalle was alert for a possible onside as Malvern was slow to break their huddle. Creeping up was Trey McNeil. Now Chiazza is set. From left to right, he delivers. Line drive kick. It's well struck. Back to the four-yard line. Holland has it. Comes right up the middle. Now cuts to the outside and is taken down by the shoestrings at the 20-yard line. LaSalle will start from there. Needed maybe one more blocker, just a little little hit of the, the jump button there, and he would have been sprung. Oh, man. Tough, but nice job by Malvern on coverage there to, to get down and make that shoelace tackle. Now Chris Carabella will turn to you on this one as LaSalle comes onto the field. Joe Calistra, longtime LaSalle football coach, was honored before the game today. Yeah, um, we had there was a reception over in Waitman Hall, uh, which is a, adjacent to the end zone uh, that the Explorers are driving into. Over a hundred former players, coaches, uh, parents gathered uh, to honor Joe. Um, Gain of two for Cy Madden on first down up the middle. Twenty-one years as a coach, four Catholic League championships, still the winningest coach in in uh, Explorer football history. Um, retired from co- teaching last year. I think that's what's a little more impressive. 47 years as a member of the faculty at LaSalle. Wow. When he retired, he was the, de- um, he was the dean of the faculty. Um, I think he loved teaching more than he loved coaching, but he was a great teacher on the field. Second and eight for the Explorers. Shotgun set. 
Handoff to Cy Madden. And now it's kept by Tom Lamort. Lamort gets a gain of about three or four yards. It'll be third and about three yards upcoming. So Lamort pulled it. Decent decision. Got hit pretty hard, but third and three. So a little more of that read option making its way to high school. Down the ranks. Tommy there fooled us up in the booth. Definitely looked like Cy had it, so that was... If they fool us, I guess they can fool the guys on the field as well. And Tommy did a nice job there selling it. Clock ticks. Under five minutes to play in the second quarter. LaSalle trailing 14-6 at Franklin Field against the Malvern Prep Friars. LaSalle at 1-1 one one on the year. Under center, Lamort drops back. They look for the screen. Now they come the other way to Holland. Great-looking screen play up to the 30. Gets a block at the 35 and sneaks through to the 40-yard line. A gain of 13 yards and a first down for the Explorers. That was a very nice play. Well-designed. I think that's the type of offensive play the Explorers need to run. I think that's the kind of ball that Lamort can throw effectively. I think that's the kind of ball that Troy Holland can catch effectively. Yeah, and I, I would have loved to have seen Holland cut inside there, a trainer on the outside making the block. Trainer turned around to make a late block. If he cuts, cuts to the, sorry, he cut to the inside of trainer. If he cuts to the outside, I think he had more space and would have picked up even more yardage there. To Chris's point, if your offense is struggling because they're pinning their ears back on defense, that's the type of play you run. Here's a jet sweep to Carter. Carter goes down after a gain of four. A lot of misdirection right now. You had the, the, the pass across the field. You got the jet sweep now, so clear that LaSalle's trying to get Malvern on their heels a little bit, not really able to tell which way the ball's going. You had the read option play, so tr really trying to mix things up here uh, on this drive on offense. Uh, this is a, a far more athletic defense. They have more skilled position players. This is not going to be a defense that Cy Madden's going to pick up a whole lot of yards after contact. Um, he's going to get some nice gains, but he's not going to get anything like he got last week. Second and six. Scoreboard says seven, but it's 100% second and six. Now the inside handoff to Madden. Tons of room. Gets across midfield. Hit at the 40 and lunges forward to the 37-yard line. That's a big gain for Cy Madden. A gain of 20 and a first down. Finally seeing Madden getting a little space. Moving him to the outside. And he's able to, to find some space there and put, turn on the, his own burners and, and pick up a nice gain there for the Explorers. Full complement of timeouts for LaSalle as the clock ticks under three minutes and ten seconds to play. LaSalle with a first down at the Malvern 37, moving from right to left. Lamort comes under center. Now they're going to go back to Lamort. And he can't let it go. He's drilled. A flea flicker came from the hands of Manny Quills after the handoff. Lamort got wrapped up as the ball came back to him. Andrew Franks with a huge sack. And back go the Explorers. Trickeration's good when you, you get the positive yards, but a clear there situation where you're trying to get a little maybe too fancy. The flea flicker by LaSalle, and it just completely backfires. And now it didn't they really, even look good. No, it didn't. Like even the pass back from Manny Quills. <laughs> they were going back like, and forth just slow, slow out of the hands, and then Tommy tried to tuck it and double clutch almost. Oh, so not now pretty. It's second and 23. Lamore with the inside handoff to Quills. Quills cuts across the 45 to the 40 and back down to the original line of scrimmage, a 13-yard gain for Quills, and it's third and 10. 
considering what it could have been, I'll, I'll call this a third and manageable uh, for, for LaSalle. A nice way to, to pick up a good chunk of yardage there. You know, maybe thinking pass. Uh, you get the defense back on their heels just a little bit and show pass and then, and then hand the ball off to, for a nice little draw there. Find some space up the middle and put yourself in a better situation than we, what you could have been facing here. Third, you say third and manageable. It's third and ten with two downs to get those ten yards. A minute 27 to play, clock ticking. Ball on Malvern's side of midfield. They need the 27. Another inside handoff. Quills doesn't get anywhere this time. Maybe a half yard, and it'll be fourth and nine. And I'm all right. You, you mentioned you have the two downs to get it. I'm also all right with that here because LaSalle's ticking. You're going to get the snap off here under a minute to go. So uh, a situation where, you know, they can convert this. They put themselves in a situation they still got their timeouts, can score before the half, get the ball back at the half, or, you know, things not necessarily going your way. You don't leave much time on the clock for Malvern to really do anything here. 50 seconds to play. We'll remind you now that the Howland Hess O'Connell halftime show is next, and we expect Bill Wasilenko, LaSalle football historian, to join us in the booth to discuss the history of Franklin Field. And as the play clock approaches one, a timeout for LaSalle. 40 seconds to play. Fourth and nine upcoming. Offense remains on the field at the 36-yard line of Malvern Prep. Your score, Malvern 14, LaSalle 6. And before Bill gets here, we'll walk you through some of the history, some of the big games at the high school level held at Franklin Field. In 1921, that's when we get started, the Catholic League championship between St. Joseph's Prep and Villanova Prep, a 21-10 win for St. Joseph's. In 1938, the city title game with 60,000 fans on hand. St. Joseph's Prep against Central. St. Joseph's Prep won 7 to nothing. Now with LaSalle, December 10th, 1955, the city title game LaSalle blanks Northeast, their eighth straight shutout of that year. Angela Koya and Herb Adderley, two professional football players for that Northeast team. December 7, 1957, 19-6, LaSalle beat Roxborough in that city title game. Three more games over the next four years for the Explorers. But the game here and now, 56 years since the last one was played here. Fourth and nine. Lamorton, the shotgun, steps back. Now up and throws it away. I think he was intending it for Troy Holland, but... Joe Burnham may have come into his peripheral vision. He threw it in between the both of them, and it's a turnover. 36 seconds to play. First and 10 from Alvern. Not the prettiest. I don't know if he thought Holland, you mentioned the guy coming in from the peripheral, maybe forced to pass a little errant. Holland was clearly turning around, coming back at him. It's just, just a missed pass. Quinn McMahon comes back onto the field from Alvern Prep. He took the first two snaps from scrimmage of the game. Serves as a wildcat. And so much for not seeing this. Snap to McCann. Fakes the inside handoff. Nearly dropped the ball. Now wrapped up and the Explorers have the football. Seamus Heckert. Seamus Heckert took the ball right away from Quinn McCann. What What a play. turn of events for LaSalle there. You turn the ball over on downs. The wildcat again for Malvern just completely blows up in their face. You had the two snaps over their their quarterback's head, their Wildcat quarterback's head, and now Wildcat quarterback McMahon tries to keep the ball and has it stripped. 
Clearly something's not working here for Malvern, Bob, on the Wildcat. The ghosts of Franklin Field mm. past Mm-mm-mm. come alive once again. Many great high school football players that went on to professional careers have played here, and some of them watching here, some of them watching from above, those that played way back in the 30s and 40s, but they're watching over smiling at some of the shenanigans going on here tonight. Another turnover. Now Lamort drifts to his strong side. Catch made by Holland and is wrapped uh. up at the 25-yard line. LaSalle's going to need to burn a timeout. Wasting mm-hmm. precious time. Down to 15 there seconds. And they wasted a good five seconds to call that timeout. Struggle with understanding what took that long. <laughs> they spot I- him at the 24. I can't imagine why you would let that much time burning less than 20 seconds left you got to call a timeout immediately maybe a little bit of wasted time maybe jawing at holland for not getting out of bounds and trying to do a little extra work but man you got to make that timeout because these seconds count down here at the end of the half that could have been an extra play bob absolutely could have been one timeout now remaining for the explorers seamus heckert took the ball right out of the arms of quinn mcmahon Timeout now. The Explorers draw up their play. It's second and four. And while we got a sec, just looking around this complex, yeah, I, I know I mentioned it at the top, but you kind of you kind of can just feel the aura of the stadium. If you, I, I mentioned this was my first time here. Just quite the experience and really awesome opportunity. Empty backfield. And the only reason for that is because Joe Burnham didn't know he had to be on the field. So he comes in at fullback alongside Lamort in the backfield. Lamort drops back. Throws over the top. Opportunity uh. for an interception. He goes through the arms of number 20, Dan Sullivan. Sullivan had an interception and a blocked field goal return for a touchdown at the tail end of the half last week against St. Augustine. How that storyline could have manifested itself again as he nearly picked off that ball from Lamort. And that was a situation. Lamort looking deep to his right for uh, Octavius Carter. Carter just stopped on the play while the D-back decided to keep running. And what, what looked like a, a well-overthrown ball ended up being almost a, a jump ball for the, the defender only. But luckily for Lamort and the Explorers, it was dropped. Now the playbook completely open. Nine seconds to go. At the 24-yard line would be a 41-yard field goal. LaSalle has a timeout left. Just need to get into range. They're going to try to do that, and it's dropped at the 20-yard line. Octavius Carter went right through his arms. So now here comes the longest field goal attempt we've seen all year for Mike Wells. They'll set up from the 31-yard line a 41-yard attempt on the right hash, kicking towards the open end of the stadium here in this horseshoe-designed Franklin Field. Six seconds to play. LaSalle trails by eight. The kick has the the distance. And it is good. Wow. Mike Wells from 41 yards away. Room to spare. Wow. That ends the first half. LaSalle cuts it to five. It's 14 to nine here at Franklin Field. 
the home of the Pennsylvania Quakers, the former home of the Philadelphia Eagles, and the home for so many years of the Philadelphia City title game. What a night we've had so far here, Rob. Some sloppiness in the first portion of the game. Settled down a little bit later, and a huge strip ended up being by Brennan Daly. Seamus Hecker was in there. Daly had the football after all that. And uh, LaSalle now trails by five. Now, I turn your attention, Rob, back to the field. There is a flag on the field. Malvern Prep's coaching staff. Not happy. Three members of the coaching staff in the face of the referee. I, I got to think, thinking about how much time was left on the clock, I know field goals not necessarily going to take six seconds. That's the only thing I can think that maybe this is about. No, I don't think so. That flag was thrown late. No, I, I mean, so I'm talking mad. the coaches being mad that the, the six seconds completely ran off the clock. You don't Understood. give a chance for, for a run back. I'm thinking that's probably a bench foul uh, on Malvern going into the half. Uh, and that's exactly what the referee just did. He made the motion to John Steinmetz, waving his right arm back and forth along his hip, which is a sideline violation. We'll see how that manifests itself going into the second half. But now we'll take our break, go to the Howland Hess O'Connell Halftime Show, which is next. Bill Wasilenko just strolled into the booth. We'll see and hear his thoughts on the great history of LaSalle football and the great history of Franklin Field. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. The attorneys at Hallen Hess O'Connell have experience encompassing a wide variety of commercial, property, construction, criminal, and estate litigation. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. Our attorneys are adept to changes in the law, which is a great benefit to our achievements and your success. Our goal is to handle your situation in a professional manner to get you the justice that you deserve. Our focus is you. Visit us online at howlandhess.com or call 215-287-9292. L-Mark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, L-Mark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. L-Mark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Lmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabal, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, of all the 
you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. Welcome to the Howland Hess O'Connell Halftime Show on Bob Long Sports. We welcome you back to Franklin Field. Thanks so much for joining us all night. We welcome LaSalle fans, Malvern fans, high school fans, and general football fans. We appreciate all the support and hope that uh, we're bringing you coverage of what's been a great game so far. We're now joined by Bill Wasilenko, LaSalle football historian in the booth. Bill, you've been at this for a long time. Where does a game like this stack up in the history of LaSalle football from a venue perspective, an opponent perspective, everything that goes into that? The, the venue is just great. I mean, I went to games with my dad at Franklin Field, and to think I'm sitting in a broadcast booth where people like Bill Campbell did the Eagle, Eagles games in the 60s and, and also the championship game against the Green Bay Packers, I'm just in awe of being here. I think the players are a little bit in awe of being here also. I think LaSalle's uh, has a little bit of stage fright, a little bit of uh, uh, hesitancy in what they're doing. They're dropping some passes or they're a little just hesitant in their game. Malvern's had the edge in the play, but yet there's been some goofy, strange plays that have kept LaSalle in the game. And that is uh, sort of a tradition of LaSalle football, to just hang around and hang around and suddenly something happens in the second half to, to pull the game out of the fire. Now let's talk a little bit about the history of Franklin Field, built in 1895, and LaSalle played in this venue five times in six years, three of which resulted in city title championships. Now you mentioned it in your write-up as the golden age of LaSalle football. What exactly does that mean? Uh, LaSalle football had a, has a, had a long heritage, but they had a a tremendously long period of time where there was no Catholic League gold for them from 1920 all the way up to 1955 and then suddenly uh, the stars aligned they had a great senior team in 1955 a great coach in Jim Gallagher and they went 10-0-0 and ended up defeating a Frankfurt High School team that was favored by as much as 18 points uh, for a 26 to nothing score in 1955 uh, after a sort of a rebuilding year in 56, they did the same thing in 1957, defeating Roxborough. They lost to Lincoln here for the city title in a 28-20 game in 1958. Played a Catholic League championship game here in 59, where they lost in the last couple of minutes on an 80-yard run uh, to Monsignor Bonner, 6-0. And then their last time that they were here on December 10, 1960, was against Frankfurt High School where they won 24 to nothing for their last city title until 2008. And that was 16 days before the Eagles defeated the Green Bay Packers 17-13 to for their last championship. So maybe we're going to give the Eagles some good luck here by returning to Franklin Field. It's, it's an incredible venue. It's a place that is the mecca of track and field in this area, running the Penn Relays every year here since 1895 when it was built. Back in the olden days, they were actually thinking at one point about right where we are, Bill. We're right at the pretty much the break between the lower level and the top deck of this horseshoe-shaped venue. They were going to build a roof here, have a large multi-sport facility underneath, 
and then raise the football field to the top. So you can see balls, you know, going on to Chestnut Street uh, in that particular uh, example if they were to have built that. But, you know, there's so many iterations of this facility, so many great games that have been played here. You know, I'm sure that this is where they booed Santa Claus. That's right. And the long-famed story. And Eagle fans get it sort of a bad rap on that. I think the season was so bad and the Santa Claus was so bad in 1968 (laughs) that uh, they just needed something else to boo. They already ran a a plane overhead with Joe Musco to try to get rid of Coach Joe Kuharik. So Santa Claus was next on the list. It was just destined to happen. Yeah, and remember, that was 1968. I mean, that's half the reason I bring it up. Three stadiums ago, and still the Philly fans get uh, get some flack for it. Yeah. It's, this is a great venue, and some LaSalle players have already uh, had, had competed here uh, with the Penn Relays or even back in their CYO days on the CYO night for Penn yes. Relays, but not on the field, only around the track. So this is certainly a new venue for them, and it's a, and it's a great milestone in LaSalle football history. Yes, the Championship of America DMR team uh, comprised of it was Tom Coyle that took the baton home, the, the anchor leg. And then they had uh, Levi Hardy on the 400 meter. They had Andrew Stone on the 12 and Jack McGee running the 800. Still perhaps the most accomplished LaSalle team of any time, uh, of any kind in history, a championship of America. And now this LaSalle football team playing at Franklin Field. What if you could be down on the field right now and have a moment with those kids, not to take them out of their focus per se, but just to you know, inform them what they're in the midst of. What would you have to say for a kid that's playing here for the first time? I'll go back to Robin Williams and the Dead Poets Society and tell them carpe diem, seize the day. Listen to the ghosts in this place and, and listen to all the champions that were here before and seize the day, especially in the second half. I hope you have your toast ready for in between the third and fourth quarter, a venerable tradition of Penn football where after the third quarter and they sing their alma mater, they throw toast. as it's, So here's a toast as they outlawed alcohol <laughs> in this venue. So I'm like, you know what? They say, we can take care of toast. We're going to bring bread and throw it all over the football field. So I hope we'll see some of that tonight, and I know you got a rocket for an arm. That's right. And hopefully uh, we get to come back here. But, but if we don't, if it's going to be another 56 years, then let's relish this next second half and let's <laughs> defeat Malvern Prep. It's a pleasure to be joined with you here, Bill. Rob, do you have anything for, for Bill here tonight? Yeah, Bill, one question for you. You know, I know it's, it's a big night, obviously, with what's going on in the field for LaSalle, but uh, prior to the game, and we saw here at halftime, a, a coach honored a, a legend in his own right at LaSalle football. So I just wanted to quickly get your thoughts on uh, just your your what you think about the legacy of a Joe Calistra, uh, who was honored here tonight, recently, just this past May, retired as a teacher only a few short years after retiring as a coach of LaSalle football. When I was a senior, Joe Calistra came back from Villanova and was a rookie teacher. I never did have him there, but I know he went right into being an assistant coach on the football team. I guess I would have never imagined that he would spend another 49 years here. Uh, but he took over a team that was sort of tattered and torn. The program was really sort of down in the dumps in the mid-80s. He instituted a lot of new things, including weight training, which had been around at a lot of other schools for years. And it took a little while, but finally the 1988 team caught some magic and and went undefeated in the regular season. Uh, Then they lost to Egan in the playoffs. But 1989, they returned to glory and won a Catholic League championship. 
and didn't get to play for a city title because there was no city title game anymore. So that may have been a return to Franklin Field, although Franklin Field gave up the city title game in 1972. So the games were played at the Vet for a while and other venues, and right now they're at Northeast High School. So certainly a, a little step down from Franklin Field. But Calistra had his own uh, golden age in the mid-'90s with Brett Gordon as a sophomore quarterback in 1995, winning a, a Catholic League championship that year, going undefeated with 14 wins in 1996, and then sort of a surprise 1998 championship, uh, which gave them three Catholic League championships in four years. So certainly Joe has a long legacy as a football coach, but an even longer legacy and a more important legacy as a teacher in the school uh, with many people beyond just the football players uh, seeing some guidance from him in their lives, uh, whether he knew it or not, uh, it certainly happened uh, for many more people than just football players. A wonderful legacy for Joe Calistra, a legacy in the making for our LaSalle historian, Bill Wasilenko. We really appreciate the time here on the Helen Hess O'Connell Halftime Show. We hope you'll join us soon and enjoy the second half. Thanks for being here. Thanks a lot, Bob. Thanks, Rob. There he is, LaSalle historian Bill Wasilenko, and this is the Howland Hess O'Connell Halftime Show here on Bob Long Sports. Running a business can be taxing both in time and money. Don't get tangled up in the headaches and loopholes of litigation. Count on Howland Hess O'Connell to protect your legal interests so you can get to back, back to what and who you love. The attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell are available now at 215-287-9292. That's C-U-P-W-A-W-A. Howland, Hess, Geenan, Torpy, Cassidy, and O'Connell. Attorneys at law serving Greater Philadelphia, Bucks, and Montgomery County for over 150 years. Call 215-287-9292. Visit us online at howlandhess.com or visit our Facebook page. The LaSalle Explorers take the field once again, and we'll take our break here. This has been the Howland Hess O'Connell Halftime Show. And we'll be back with the start of the second half. LaSalle still trails 14-9. to They received the ball to begin the second half. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or C-U-P-W-A-W-A. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. 
from illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radiball, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Four minutes played, 24 to go here on Bob Long Sports. Welcome back to Franklin Field, LaSalle against Malvern Prep. The Explorers trail 14-9. A last-second 41-yard field goal from Mike Wells cut the deficit to five points. Now the Explorers will receive the kick from Malvern Prep. Malvern kicking from right to left and back deep to receive. Troy Holland 
Manny Quills. They're going to back up Malvern Prep 15 yards. We mentioned at the end of the first half the penalty and the upset nature of the Malvern Prep coaching staff as they went to the locker room. There's a personal foul penalty called, we believe, for sideline violation. Now Chiazza set to kick deep. A low squib kick. Bounces and is caught by Flavin at the 35. Up to the 40. Sneaks across to the 45. Tons of room now. One man to beat. Holland over oh. to make the block. To the 45. Now to the 40. And knocked out of bounds there. Makes up a lot of ground. Running all the way across the field. A lot of east to west. But a 25-yard kick return from Tom Flavin after the already backed up Malvern Prep Fryer kicking staff. And it's now a first down for LaSalle. Nice job there, Flavin. Looked a little bottled up on the near side here right in front of us, but was able to shimmy around some would-be tacklers, find some blocks, spring himself all the way to the other side of the field and, uh, you know, take advantage of what was already going to be good field position and just add to it here for the Explorers on their first drive of the second half. Flavin's 25-yard return gets LaSalle to the Malvern Prep 40-yard line. Pistol formation, turn and hand off to Cy Madden. Spins into the backfield. Not a good idea. Wrapped up there by a cavalcade of Friars. Cole McCabe in there on the tackle. As well as number 53, Andrew Franks. Second and 13 upcoming from the 43-yard line. Sounds like a party down there right now on the LaSalle side, I believe. I hear that pep band, a little sweet Caroline going on, Bob. They put all the fans on this side of the field. They're doing some renovations on the far side here at Franklin Field. Makes for a raucous atmosphere. It's Jersey night for the Malvern Prep student section. The LaSalle pep band blasting away. Now a screen pass for the Explorers. Got it to Holland. Caught it and got forward for two yards. Not even back to the original line of scrimmage. Chased down well on the outside by Drew Gunther. Third and 11 upcoming. You got Jersey night on one side. And if I remember right, Seeing some LaSalle tweets out there. It's a whiteout for the Explorers tonight. A whiteout under the lights. Third and 11. LaSalle needs the 30-yard line of Malvern Prep. The ball sits on the far hash of the 41. Two receivers to the far side. Lamort steps back. Over the middle. Throws it mm. just over the head of Troy Holland. Was looking for him at the 15-yard line, but instead 4th and 11 upcoming. Decision time for LaSalle. Fairly easy one. Out comes Mike Wells to punt. Tommy standing up in the pocket there. Had a lot of pressure. Saw it clearly coming at him. I'm sure that affected the pass a little bit. Went a little long. Just out of the reach of Holland. Mike Fay back deep to receive. Heels on his own eight-yard line. If it's over his head, he's going to let it go. This is a short kick. Good punt. And it bounces inside the five-yard line, down to the three, to the two. At the one-yard line, Trey McNeil touches it, and Malvern backed up as far as they can go. What a punt from Mike Wells. Got to be careful there. A little sweaty fingertips. You want to make sure you don't bobble that there, but he let that go not an inch further and it would have been in the end zone now Kevin Doyle and company have their work cut out for them we have a flag down at the 47 yard line 
running into the kicker. They're going to decline that penalty because that's only of the five-yard variety and not an automatic first down. So the Friars ran into Mike Wells, not deemed to be a roughing, which is the key difference there. Very similar to what you'd see at the NFL level. And obviously a declining situation there. You can't, like we said, get much better than that. So this is just about as backed up as you can be for an offense starting a drive. Inside the one, LaSalle defense looks to push back the Malvern Prep Friars who stand in the shadow of their own goalposts. Ball on the far hash inside the one-yard line. Zach Fernandez in the backfield along with Doyle. Doyle will come under center. Fernandez, the tailback. Boxes Eight in the box for the Explorers. Stacked. They sneak it forward. The big 6-4 frame gets it out about a yard or two. Second and eight upcoming. Out to the three-yard line are the Friars. A smart play when you have a guy of that size in the backfield. Just able to push up through the line there. Give them just, I mean, even a yard or two there is enough breathing room so your quarterback's not standing on his own goal line or in his own end zone for that matter. Uh, Before you even snap the ball. Yeah, right. So just something to give, give your guys some space to work and feel a little more comfortable there. And maybe not a whole lot of yards there, but, it, you know, a feeling of success. 9.33 and counting. Malvern Prep second and eight from their own two-and-a-half-yard line. Handoff to Fernandez. Fernandez is taken down about a yard or two past the line of scrimmage. Gets out a little bit past the five. Third and about six or seven upcoming depending upon the spot. 14-9, still the score here. A beautiful punt from Mike Wells set up this opportunity for the LaSalle defense. Third and six. Again under center goes Kevin Doyle, the big 6-4 quarterback. The junior now looks to the sideline. Do not look to change the play, and now a penalty flag, a delay of game. will back up Malvern Prep half the distance to the goal, approximately two and a half yards. Not often you, in high school you know they have sort of a, a play clock that the refs try to keep the players to. Not often do you actually see a physical play clock in a stadium, but here at Franklin we got one in each end zone and clearly had expired by the time the, the flags were out and laundry hit the turf. Actually, the Explorers have an advantage because they actually have one at Plymouth White Marsh and are used to having one in each end zone. I think it's Malvern that's new to this game, or at least the game of the play clock being visible. And now a stoppage. No timeout was called. Some confusion amongst the referees, perhaps. Didn't see any further flags on the field. Perhaps much ado about nothing. They may be telling the scoreboard operator to back up the third and to go. It's about a third and eight. Don't know if that's worth stopping the game over. 8.42 to play, however. Doyle standing in his own end zone in the shotgun. Third and eight. He drifts to his weak side. Throws a lob over the top. And well out of bounds. Was looking for Quinn McMahon who couldn't bring it in, even if he could have. 
he would have been well out of bounds. It's a fourth down. The Explorers defense comes up huge, allows just the two yards. And now we'll see, Bob, a really tricky situation here for Malvern. You're backed up inside your own five, uh, trying to, you know, you got the short snap on the punt. We'll see what they do with the, the Explorers have two guys deep. We'll see what they do with the line here, whether they try to bum rush the punter. Garrett Riley, the punter for Malvern Prep. Tom Flavin, Troy Holland back. Flavin inching up towards the 36-yard line, now dances back to the 40. Not a great punt. Low and takes a hop. Flavin has it at the 38. Up to the 30. Now to the 25. It gets hit at the 22 and will be dropped there. The best starting field position of the night for the LaSalle Explorers will take place at the 22-yard line of the Malvern Prep Friars. They trail 14-9 with 8.22 to play in the third quarter. They'll be moving from left to right. Just barely the best starting position. You think back to that yeah. opening kick. Only a couple yards difference, but, man, just... Nice, nice job by the Explorers there to keep Malvern pinned within their own five-yard line there, force what was a ugly punt by Malvern, and, and set themselves up with a nice return. And Just outside of the red zone here as they look to, to try to get back level and take the lead in this game. Tough spot. They spotted Flavin at the 23-yard line. Looked like he was hit at the 22 and driven back. Now an inside handoff to Madden. Gets to the outside, now cuts in at the 15 and is dragged down at the 11-yard line. A gain of 12 yards on the ground and a first down for the Explorers. That's the kind of run I love to see from Madden. The more I, I see him in this backfield, yeah, he can go downhill, but I love getting him moving left to right, get him up to speed quickly and able to break, you know, cut the corner around defenders and turn the, the ball upfield, and that's what he can do. Tom Lamort, a first and 10 from the Malvern Prep 11 and a half yard line. Low snap, hands it off to Madden, doubles back and goes the other way, gets inside the 10 yard line. A run of about two, maybe three yards, and a second down and long upcoming. The end zone within reach as they trail by five, 740 to play. And that play definitely altered a little bit by the, the trajectory of that snap. It was low, so Tommy had to reach down grab it basically off of his, his toes and uh, bring it back up to Madden, who by the time he had the ball didn't have much room to work with and uh, just a modest gain. Second and eight. From the nine-yard line, snap. Hand off to Madden. Can he get to the outside? He can, but there's going to be a holding penalty called. He's taken down at the 12 nonetheless. Interesting decision here for Malvern Prep, what they decide to do. A loss of about two yards or a 10-yard penalty, and you give LaSalle back the second down. That's a good... You have my, my wheels spinning in my head, Bob. I don't know what I'd do here. I, I kind of like the idea of pushing your kicker back 10 yards. I think you have to. Yeah. We'll see what they decide to do. The signal has been made, and the official is now looking to the Malvern sideline, and they indicate they want the penalty. So the 10-yard penalty should back them up to about the 19-yard line. I don't have the whistle, but if I was my boy Vinny, I, you know, the little soul I don't understand. (laughs) That's not a 10-yard penalty. they, They walked that off 15 yards. We don't get the call up here. 25-yard line now. LaSalle with a second 
And about the, uh, 23 and yards. Only thing I could think is maybe if his hands were up high, he might have gotten a piece of the face mask, but I didn't see the face mask signal. Now, he called a hold. He did call a hold. And, and he, even, from the po- even at too. the point of the foul, that's still not right. That's right. They back him up 15 yards. Now an inside handoff to Madden. Cuts inside and gets to the 20-yard line. Taken down there. I... I think that was a play to keep in Mike Wells' field goal territory and keep the ball in the center of the field. That's what they've done. They are spotted at the 19-yard line. This would be a 36-yard field goal, five yards within the range shown by Wells at the end of the first half. This would be kicking the other way into the closed portion of the horseshoe, shall we say, at this horseshoe-designed facility, Franklin Field. Third and 13. Shotgun formation. We get, nope, they're going to call. Timeout for LaSalle. You saw it though, Rob. Clock was winding down. The play clock down to two, then one. And Brett Gordon saw that, called for the timeout. That's an early timeout here, 5.56 left in the third quarter. Obviously, kind of finding ourselves right now in a close game. You don't know what's going to happen. Another quarter and a half goes by. Could be a a very much-needed timeout later on. And now it's third and 13 upcoming. Chris Carabello, we'll send it to you now. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the open house at LaSalle on October 2nd. Sunday, October 2nd, from 11 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. Uh, you can pre-register at www.lschorg slash admissions, or you can walk up. Uh, it's the best opportunity to see everything LaSalle has to offer in one day. Uh, there's presentations, presentations beginning on the hour at 11, uh, noon, and 1. And as I said, everything that was, all the great things LaSalle has to offer are going to be uh, on display. Third and 13. Drop back in the shotgun. They're going to throw a screen play. Not a lot of room for Cy Madden. Somehow ekes out a few yards from that last line of scrimmage, maybe one or two. They get it to just inside the 18-yard line, and likely out comes Mike Wells for the field goal opportunity. That was lschs.org slash admissions for the open house on Sunday, October 2nd, 11-2. to two. Now Wells on that same hash. The right hash, this time kicking the other way. The kick from Wells is up, and it is good. The 35-yard field goal from Wells, plenty of room. An impressive leg from the kicker for the Explorers. I think that might have been still on the way up as it was going through the goalposts. That was good from 45, maybe more. Uh, Rob, you're absolutely right. That went through the uprights, and it was still going up. Kid's got a boot. You know, Bob, you and I talked about that last week. Would he get an opportunity to kick a... We were thinking maybe at the end of a half with no time left, like happened at this half. I think he's established himself that they can depend on him for field goals. Very impressive kick from Wells, the senior kicker. I don't know enough about where he is getting looks, if at all, but if there's anybody in the stadium here today, hey, the University of Pennsylvania, open your eyes. He's right here on your campus. And as I said last week, he is an all-Catholic track and field athlete. Uh, I, he is either the Catholic League champion, either the long jump, the high jump, or the triple jump. It's one of the jumps. 
I said last week I was going to look it up. Shame <laughs> on me. I didn't. I'm going to have the answer next week. Daniel Karish now to kick off from left to right to Malvern. Boyle and Fernandez back deep. LaSalle now trails 14 to 12. Two field goals. Got him back into this one. Kick from Karish. Goes over the head of Fernandez and into the end zone. A touchback. Out to the 20-yard line comes the Malvern offense. If you look at the history of kickers we've had, I mean, Mike Wells was light. He was on the bench when Ryan Winslow was the kicker. Yep. Um, you had the Razics. Mike I mean, there's Bennett won a Mike, state ba- Mike Bennett before that. I mean, LaSalle's had a history of some very, very, very good kickers. Mike Wells, just the next in that list. This portion of today's football game brought to you by Dunphy Ford in the Northeast, 7700 Frankfurt Avenue, DunphyFord.com. Give our buddy Kevin Dunphy a visit. He'll be happy to see you and tell tell him that Bob Long Sports sent you. First and ten. They fake the handoff. Lots of room for Doyle. Doyle across the 40, across the 50. Tracking back is Devin Smith to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Kevin Doyle. One play, 80 yards. The big 6'4 quarterback runs all the way down the field into the open end of the horseshoe and puts Malvern up eight points, 20 to 12. Wow. Yeah, that is a wow. I, there's not a lot you could say. It's completely I, full on the play. Yeah, I'm not sure LaSalle could have looked worse there. I, I don't think they knew he had the ball until he was at the 50. Brandon Chiazza now on to take the extra point. A big extra point here, Rob and Chris. This would put Malvern Prep up nine points. A full two possessions ahead of the LaSalle Explorers. High snap. Down beautifully, up and good from Chiazza. And it's 21-12 with 5.05 to play in the third quarter. You are listening to LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports, brought to you by Dunphy Ford. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Welcome back. Franklin Field, the site of today's game. Bob Long, Rob Stott, Chris Carabello, a 21-12 lead for the Malvern Prep Friars. An 80-yard touchdown run from Kevin Doyle. That's now three touchdowns accounted for from Doyle. Two touchdown passes and now one touchdown run. Six total touchdowns on the year for Doyle. Kicking from right to left. Malvern Kicks it off. Here comes Quills from the five. Cuts outside to the 20. Now across the 25-yard line. Hit there and dropped at the 27 near the LaSalle sideline. And the Explorer offense 
We'll start from there, trailing by nine. You know where we are. We're here in Philadelphia, 34th and Spruce, Franklin Field. Where are you listening from? Tweet at Bob Long Sports. You can follow us at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for all our LaSalle and otherwise programming updates. Also give at LaSalle underscore sports a follow as well. They'll give you all the information you need to know about LaSalle Athletics. But where are you listening from? Let us know. We're excited to hear from you. Into the pistol now. The Explorers start on offense. Lamort drifts to his throwing side. Nice play there by number 17, Brett Malley, out to the 40-yard line and out of bounds. A 12-yard gain and a first down. Big drive here for the Explorers. Need to respond after just what was a, a, a poor defensive drive for them getting scored on. On that last last drive, 80-yard run by Doyle. So got to step up here on offense. Need to answer. Can't settle for field goals at this point. We need, need big points. Into the shotgun. Burnham comes in motion, the fullback. Hand off to Madden. Burden sets up a good block. Madden, can he get by the first would-be tackler? He does at the 45, across the 50, breaks another tackle, and another 10 yards from there, down to the 40-yard line of Malvern Prep. A 20-yard scamper and a first down for Cy Madden and LaSalle. Nice blocking up front there, but also nice moves by Madden to get around the outside, shake a tackler, and get himself 20 yards. They spot him at the 39-yard line, so a 21-yard run for Madden. He went over 100 yards in each of the first two games. Still a little bit of work to get there, I think, tonight, but having another nice affair, especially when he can get outside the tacklers, outside the tackles. Here comes Madden. This time he goes in between the tackles, up the middle, a gain of five yards, wrestled down there by Keith McGuire, the sophomore linebacker for Malvern Prep. And it's, it is nice to see, you know, it's clear that Madden is a better runner when he gets space on the outside, but it's nice to see them keep Malvern off balance with the inside runs and outside runs. And, uh, you know, there you get a nice six-yard gain, and it's clear that some holes are opening up in the middle. So just up to the offensive line to keep finding ways to, to move these defenders around. Ball near the far hash, two receivers to the near side. Madden the tailback. Play action, has the tight end wide open. Burnham makes the play and is stepping out of bounds, steps out of bounds at the 30-yard line, a yard short of a first down. They need the 29 of Malvern Prep, and with 3.25 to play in the third quarter, LaSalle trails by two scores, 21-12, against the home Malvern Prep Friars. Breck Gordon and the offense are doing a better job of mixing it up on this series. Two nice rollouts by Tom Lamort. The run up the middle, the having Cy Madden go out wide. They're, they're, they, they, they've been effective when they could mix it up. Hopefully they can continue to do it and High not snap. mistakes. Lamort falls on it. A big loss and takes them, not even that they would have been out of field, in field goal range necessarily, but uh, out of any chance to go for it on fourth down. A loss of 16 yards. Back to the 45-yard line. And the punt will come from their own side of midfield from Mike Wells. And Malvern looked like they were going to come after the Mm. punt. Mike Fay, only after charging the line of scrimmage, only then does he go back and put his heels on the 14-yard line. 
Use another Snap. nice good boot here by Wells. Not a great punt, but it's going to take a good LaSalle bounce and does inside the 10, inside the 5, down to the 3, down to the 1. Once again. again. Oh. Touched up right there by the LaSalle Explorers, Trey McNeil. Just leave your heels on the one-yard line, my friend. He's making a name for himself. He's got to pay some rent inside the five-yard line these days. It's not a pretty punt, but it, it's almost as if he does it on purpose. Like, let I, it roll. Let it roll. Like he he got he knows how to kick it end over end low. Let it roll. Doesn't look Bachman nice, but Turner it does. Oh. Overdrive would be proud. <laughs> He's no Ryan Winslow, but it worked. Man, can he place kick though? If not the most aesthetically pleasing punts, certainly the most aesthetically pleasing field goal kicks, both of them effective. Malvern Prep now starts once again within the shadow of their own goalpost. Last drive, a one-play, 80-yard touchdown scamper from the number 11 positional player in the junior class in high school, Kevin Doyle. Now he takes a three-step drop. Throws over the top, just by the oh. outstretched arm, but here comes the flag. Was looking for Matt Dollar and not turning around. I think that was the issue for Tom Flavin on the outside. One-on-one -on -one coverage, and Dollar goes down on the play. A good call, I think, from the referees and a Flavin first down upcoming. Turned around a little late, had a hand. He was trying to keep his hand to, to know where his, his receiver was, the guy he should have been covering. Just got a little too much jersey in that hand, and out comes the yellow. So it'll come out to the 15-yard line. There's the breathing room Malvern Prep wanted. LaSalle has won the battle of field position here tonight, but hasn't been able to convert. Some bad turnovers, some inopportune mistakes in the case of the last high snap to Lamort. And now Doyle will go under center. Fernandez in the backfield. One receiver to each side, ball in the middle of the field. Handoff to Fernandez, nowhere to go. Big number 76, Tyler Whitehead in there on the stop for LaSalle. Here's a drive for LaSalle where your defense, you know, gives up a penalty there, had been scored on on a just awful play the last drive out, so you need to answer here as a defense and, and show that you can stop this, this bunch of guys on Malvern's offensive side and Give the ball back to Euro and have them go do something for you. Second and ten. Same formation. They put another receiver in the slot. And now Doyle, after seeing a change from the sideline, backs up into the shotgun. Has Fernandez to his left. Thought there was motion. Inside hand up to Fernandez. Breaks one tackle. Gets about six before being wrestled down. Seamus Heckert in there on the stop. Austin Lemke, number 44, was in there as well. And a big third down here coming up for the Explorers. You got an opportunity to get off the field, get your ball back to your offense in what would be some decent field position considering what Malvern's punts have looked like tonight. So see what they can do here. The score in this one, 21-12. The Malvern Prep Friars leading in what's considered a home affair for the Friars. One minute, six seconds to play. Clock is ticking. Malvern moving from right to left. Two receivers to the near side. Ball on the far hash. And we got a timeout. And a timeout is called as the play clock kick ticked down to one. Malvern burns their first to the half. Another situation where the play clock was winding down and 
forced to call timeout there. Otherwise, they'd be backing up another five yards and would have been third and short. Would have been then a third and nine, ten. 56 seconds here remaining in the third quarter. For over 150 years, the attorneys at Hallen Hess O'Connell have been serving families and businesses in Philadelphia, Montgomery, and Bucks County. Whether you've been hurt in an accident, you're involved in a commercial or real estate transaction, or you're securing your family's financial future. At Hallen Hess O'Connell, we devote our full attention and expertise to you. The attorneys at Hallen Hess O'Connell are available now at 215-287-9292. That's C-U-P. Wawa. Call 215-287-9292 or visit us now at howlandhess.com. I tell you, C-U-P Wawa. I'm going to remember that, Rob. That's just uh, too easy. Oh, man. You just think I, I want my Italian hoagie and a cup of coffee. Just flip that around. I want a cup of coffee. And some and legal some, help. Yeah. Michael Cassidy, <laughs> our man at Helen Hess O'Connell. Third and four. Inside handout to Fernandez. LaSalle Stuffed. sniffed it out. Maybe a gain of a half a yard. No matter. Forced the punt, a great play. Whitehead was in there again, as was Chris Maloney, number 72. You can't help but wonder what would have happened if Flavin hadn't been called for the penalty. And I still think it was on a ball that he really wasn't catchable, but he just right. didn't put his hands on him, didn't turn around, was poorly positioned. Now it's Zach Fernandez to punt. We saw this last year. And again, obviously this year, Fernandez does everything. Plays on both sides of the ball and punts. Malley Which back makes to him a threat. And he almost, he really thought about taking off with it, mm. but trying to punt on the run, not a good idea. Puts it out of bounds at about the 46-yard line. And LaSalle is on the plus side of midfield as they start their drive with 10 seconds to play in the third quarter. Another opportunity, a drive starting in positive field position on the Malvern side of the field. Just time to capitalize for the Explorers. You can't let these drives continue to go empty-handed, showing up with no points on the board, and come fourth quarter, that, that tends to bite you. Now, they're going to need a mistake-free series here, a mistake-free drive. They will start from the 46-yard line of Malvern Prep, trailing by nine, moving, well, for 10 seconds from left to right. Lamort out. LaSalle. In their gold helmets, white tops, gold pants. Lamort in the pistol. Now the handoff to Cy Madden. Hit near the line of scrimmage and dropped. Initial contact made by Keith McGuire and then wrapping up Cole McCabe. Throw him to the ground. And that's the end of the third quarter. 12 minutes to play in regulation. LaSalle trails by two possessions. 21 to 12. Second and nine coming up right after this. You're listening to LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports. Brought to you by Howland Hess O'Connell. The attorneys at Hallen Hess O'Connell have experience encompassing a wide variety of commercial, property, construction, criminal, and estate litigation. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. Our attorneys are adept to changes in the law, which is a great benefit to our achievements and your success. Our goal is to handle your situation in a professional manner to get you the justice that you deserve. Our focus is you. Visit us online at howlandhess.com or call 215-287-9292. 
I'm disappointed, guys, as we start the fourth quarter here. I expected I expected far more toast to be no on bread. the track right now. No bread on the field. True to the University of Pennsylvania tradition in between the third and fourth quarter of each of their home games. We'll get them next time, guys. 56 years from now, we'll make sure we get it right. <laughs> or maybe now that there's no toast, we come back a little sooner. Maybe, the, maybe they'll invite us back. That would be the hope. Fourth quarter begins. LaSalle second and nine from Malvern Territory. Play action fake. Lamort over the middle. Nice throw and catch. Down to the 33-yard line. A first down for the Explorers. Brett Malley made the catch. And now is limping off the field as well. Hobbling to the sideline. It's a good route run, though, from Malley. He did a great job of turning. It's it's a great, essentially, button route and uh, very crisp. Like Troy, I like the pass to Troy Holland earlier. It's a it's a throw that Lamort can make, and it's a route that Malley can run real well. Pete Nelson comes to the far side. LaSalle again in the shotgun, first and ten. Hand off to Cy Madden, cuts inside and spins inside the thirty yard line. Somehow a gain of four yards. Looked like that play was going nowhere, but he- that is the value of Cy Madden. And he didn't really have good control of the ball. He was a little sloppy there. He's lucky someone didn't hit him from the open side and pop that ball loose. Was He was looking for his hole to cut north and just couldn't find it. And then when he did, just spun himself to the ground, basically, but still turned out four yards to the plus. Ball on the 29-yard line. They need the 23. Lamort, three-step drop, throws over the middle. Liam Trainer gobbled up by two tacklers. It'll be close. I think enough for a first down. No, nope, they're yes moving indeed. the chains. Very simple pitch and catch there from the LaSalle Explorers. And this is what's working right now. You know, you're driving ball, dink and dunk. It's not the prettiest thing. It's not flashy. It's not 80-yard touchdowns, but it's effective, and it's working right now for the Explorers. No, six, seven yards at a clip is, is going to be effective here. And amidst, a combination of run-pass. Amidst all... The mistakes. Here they find themselves driving deep in Malvern territory, down by just nine points. Lamort rolls to his throwing side at the 30-yard line. Dropped at the 15-yard line. A very good throw. Maybe just a touch low, but Pete Nelson bounced off him and to the turf. Now, that was a very catchable ball, and he also had to throw it low given the fact that he was rolling to his right, and he had two defenders on him. He had to make sure that the only person to go catch that ball was Pete Nelson, and he didn't. Took a shot at the end of the play for it, too, did Lamort. So we'll see what, what that does here in this next play. Troy Holland now goes to the outside, along with Octavius Carter, number one and two, respectively. Ball on the near hash. Lamort will back up into the pistol. Burnham to Lamort's right. Hand off to Madden, who is directly behind him. Runs Ooh. through one tackler and gets inside the 20-yard line. Brute force Ooh. from the tailback for the Explorers up to the 17-yard line. Not the biggest guy on the field, just standing at 5'8", but Madden, when he lowers those shoulders, they get low with him and just powering through the defender, breaking a tackle there and picking up a, a hard-earned 7 yards, 8 yards there. This is where Brett Gordon makes his money here. Yeah, he's got Brett Malley back in the game, hobbling a little, but that's the, that's the pair of hands you want on the field right now. Third and three for the Explorers. 
Nobody's on Malley right Uncovered. now. Out goes number 36, David Bolas. Now the handoff to Madden. Has nowhere to go. Might take himself out of field goal range. Somehow gets to the corner. Tries to oh. run through a tackler and gets the first down. Unbelievable. What? How does this I kid do it? don't even know. how do you, He was completely bottled up. Three or four defenders in front of him. Just kept turning to the outside and again lowered the shoulders and drove his guy seven, eight yards downfield and picked up the first down. Unbelievable run by Cy Madden. LaSalle, second life. Oh, They were almost backed up out of field position entirely. Madden was about to be taken down at the 26-yard line. Would have been a really long field goal. And it's Somehow, key for them to get points here. It is. Brushed There's 9.24 remaining. They needed to get points on this drive. Lamort takes the snap. Throws over the middle. Very lucky to not get that intercepted. He was going one way. It was the slant to Holland and... Holland I tell you, wasn't even looking for it. And Mike Fay was. Mike Fay could have taken that the distance. The linebacker dropped into coverage, read the eyes. Second and ten, very fortunately for the LaSalle Explorers. And as good as three would be here, putting the Explorers back within, you know, striking Two. distance of, uh, you know, making this three. a one possession game, yeah. three points. Three I, plus you, an you, extra point could get you to two. Yeah. Second and 10 from the 12. Lamort takes the shotgun snap, hands off to Madden, sneaks through some traffic, bounces to the outside, gets to the end zone, oh. touchdown. There's a flag down yeah, on the field. That's coming back. That's going to be a hold. Down at the 13-yard line. It came out very early, Chris. I wonder if that's truly the call or if there's an illegal formation or something of that juncture. Came out essentially as the ball was snapped. Maybe a Friar lined up offside. That could be it as well. Illegal formation offside or a very quick hold. It's illegal an illegal formation. formation against the LaSalle Explorers. That's why that flag came out as soon as the ball was snapped. Wiped the points off the board. Madden got into the end zone. Instead of five-yard penalty, second and five, 15 upcoming. That's something you just can't afford to do, guys. Taking points off the board. This late in the game, fourth quarter, that's you had six on there. It's tough to see them get wiped away like that. Here's Tom Lamort in the shotgun. And now a timeout will be called by Malvern Prep. Their second utilized in the second half. We'll take a quick break. Let Brett Gordon... And the offensive coaching staff, Stu, on this one. Second and 15 upcoming after this. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com.
coming up for the Explorers. 21 to 12, 9-13 to play, fourth quarter. LaSalle driving deep in Malvern territory. They need the three-yard line for a first down. Lamort drops back, throws over the middle, over the head of Cy Madden. A little bit more touch on that pass. Could have garnered a touchdown, but instead it's third and 15. A shout-out to at NDI Jenny, listening in Clarkson, Michigan. That's the furthest listener we've gotten so far tonight, so thank you so much for joining us from out there in Clarkson, Michigan. A shout-out to Ed Mortka as well, listening from the Philadelphia area. We appreciate everybody who's listening, and keep them coming at Bob Long Sports. Where are you listening from this evening? Third and 15. Well in field goal range from what we've seen from Wells, but you want more. Lamort drops back, throws over the middle. Holland is there. Touchdown. More flags on the field. Could be coming back again. This flag lies at the 17-yard line. A flag on both sides of the field. Offsetting. It could be. That would be the best you could hope for, but it's still going to take back another Explorer score. Illegal formation once again. Wow. Five men in the backfield for LaSalle. It's a great throw from Tom Lamort on the run across the middle. So now it wow. backs up the Explorers third and 20 from the 22-yard line. They need the two for a first down. And all of a sudden, it's a 39-yard field goal if to be kicked from here. Mistakes continue to haunt this LaSalle Explorer team in the second half. 9-0-3 to play. They still trail 21-12. Third and 20. They move from right to left. Trips in a tight formation on the far side. Ball on that hash. Another now here's flag. another penalty. I think the play clock expired. Came from the back judge, so that's wow. indeed what it is. Delay of game. They back him up to the 27-yard line. If you're counting it home, it's now a 44-yard field goal. If you move nowhere from here. So much for my mistake-free series. Wow. I, I mean, that's just, this is, you can't have this. That's no, this is self-inflicted. Flag yeah. Flag. Situation you were inside the 10 yard line essentially. And scored, scored twice. Twice. <laughs> Had the points wiped off, and, and now here you are. Illegal formation as well. Not like a hold that sprung a guy in illegal formation. 903 still remains on the clock. Third and 25. Inside handoff to Madden. Madden gets to the 25 yard line. Still going to be a long field goal. A gain of two. 42 yards coming up for Mike Wells. This will be from the center of the field, maybe slightly less of center. Kicking the same way he kicked at the end of the first half toward the open horseshoe portion of Franklin Field. Karish the holder. Looks in. Snap. Hold. Kick. Does it have the distance? It hits the upright. No good. Wow. 
Definitely wasn't as strong a kick as the two we've seen in the past. It was not. That was not the same kick as the first two. Just didn't Still come off the foot. Not a chance, but it just... Just not enough. Mike not, Wells. Not straight enough. Doinks off the right upright. Still a two-possession game here from Franklin Field. Malvern Prep, who's committed a share of mistakes themselves, avoids a LaSalle drive deep into their territory. Gets a big stop against Cy Madden on the draw play on third and long. Keeps it a very difficult field goal distance. And Wells just a bit off. Now it's Kevin Doyle with Zach Fernandez in the backfield. Two wide receivers to each side. LaSalle bringing the pressure. Handoff to Fernandez. Kuznetsov is there. A gain of maybe two yards. Second and eight upcoming as the clock ticks under eight minutes and 20 seconds to play in the fourth quarter. At this point, Malvern Prep's going to be content just running, running out the clock, taking time off of it. LaSalle needs a stop. LaSalle needed to score there, as I said. They needed to put points on the board there, even if it was just three. It's a two-possession game, and that had to be one of the possessions. Malvern's first trip to Franklin Field in program history. LaSalle playing here for the sixth time in program history and the first time since 1960. Doyle's in the shotgun, takes the quick drop, throws the screen to Quincy Carter. Carter makes the play and is taken down. Quincy Watson, number nine, my apologies. Not the Dallas quarterback. <laughs> Quincy Watson, number nine, scored a touchdown earlier in the game on that same type of play. This time LaSalle gets the stop after a gain of three. Now nice. Whitehead wrapped him up. Nice job swarming to the ball by the Explorers there and, and not getting burned by that same play that we saw earlier. And a big third down here. Third and five. They need the 30-yard line for a first down. Trips to the far side. Ball on the near hash. Doyle in the shotgun. Doyle takes the three-step drop. Throws, and it's dropped right at the 30-yard line in the hands of Dollar. And Matt Dollar drops the football. LaSalle defense comes up with the big stop it needs. Trey McNeil in coverage. And yeah, Trey McNeil did a nice job there. That was key. He had that ball. And important there with the incomplete pass. Clock stopped at 6.53, so the Explorers, for right now at least, the clock not running and saving precious seconds. No doubt about it. Time left in this football game. Garrett Riley back deep to punt. LaSalle doesn't come after it. A really nice punt from Riley. Backs up Holland, catches it at his own 33. Ooh. Makes a man miss there. Cuts back to the inside to the 40, to the 45, to the 50. Oh. Taken down at the 45-yard line. I'm surprised that they didn't call a not, horse collar yeah, there. That was, that was an arm grabbing him from behind. He's I'm not down. Sure. Right I don't now. know how they didn't see that. He may have got him by the shoulder pads. It was tough for me to see up yeah. here. I could see that being grabbing the shoulder pads. He got that same jerk motion of the of that shoulder, and, and that, in fact, would be a clean tackle. So difficult no, you're right. to tell from up here. And it might be. Octavius Carter is pulling his, his shoulder pads out and kind of adjusting them, but, I mean, that was very Ooh. close. Troy Holland with a... 22-yard punt return puts LaSalle back in plus territory once again. Seemingly every other drive, if not better, started in Malvern territory this year, or this this night. 
I don't think the Explorers have the luxury of running the ball here. Liberty Place in the background here. Lights up green on a Friday night. LaSalle in the I formation. Hand off to Cy Madden to the 30-yard line. Taken um. down there. A 15-yard gain from the tailback for the Explorers. And the senior continues to march down the field and march towards another 100-yard game. Unless he's going to do something like that. <laughs> right. That's why I'm up here and Brett Gordon is down there. <laughs> just solid running by it Madden. It really was. Don't just... sell yourself short. It's a pretty nice view up here. This is, this is where our boy Bill Campbell used to sit. Hand off again to Madden. Bounces off a tackler. Gets to the outside. At the 25 is hit there. Continues Stays. to muscle forward. Oh, maybe a gain feet. of three or four. Now, it was nice, Rob, that he bounced off that tackler, but I think he started to backpedal yep. at the point of contact, and that's what allowed Drew Gunther to get the uh, the additional pressure he there. Drove him back almost to the line of scrimmage, but then I guess it looks like they're going to give him second sort of effort forward progress. With the did he get of out of bounds there. there, too? I think he did because the clock stopped. Six minutes, seven seconds to play. Smart play by Madden. Second and six from the 26. Play action fake. Lamort throws it towards the sideline. Almost intercepted. He's got to throw that ball away. Dan Sullivan continues to get himself in front of receivers. He's had a really nice night at corner. The intended receiver was Harry Scanlon. Definitely in four-down territory here. Um, There's no question. Maybe, yeah, you're in field goal-ish range. You just missed one. I think you're likely going for it here, unless you yeah. get down to third and or fourth and maybe three. If you cut it in half. Handoff to Madden. Madden is taken oh. down. What a tackle in the backfield. Cole McCabe just grabbed the shoestrings of Madden, and that was all it took. Decision time, Brett Gordon. Fourth and five. Madden actually scooted forward for one yard. 32. Offense. 39-yarder. Staying on the field. Actually, I count 42. Add 17 onto the 25. Right. You're right. Fourth and five. Lamort. They draw. They're going to try center. to draw him. Nope. Snap. I think and the there was motion. No, the Explorers jumped. If anything happened there, it's going to be false start. The Explorers moved. Back them up. Five more yards. Shooting mistakes. themselves in the foot. Mistakes. Mistakes. Costing the Explorers tonight. Now they go fourth and ten from the 30-yard line. Rob, does this change the play call at all? Uh, I, after seeing it, I mean... No, I, I think the play call initially had to have been passed. That's what I, I think anyway. Maybe a little bootleg action, get Tommy on the move, get some guys running across the field. I think you could go with the same sort of thing. Obviously, it's got to be a little further downfield now, but see what we got. See, I think he's less effective that way. I think it's he's better throwing into the slot, dropping back. And now Lamort scrambles, fourth and ten. Has to get rid of it. Turns. Fires. Out of bounds. Turnover on downs. They want intentional grounding. Referees looking at one another. I think there was Trey a receiver in the, area. in the area. There was definitely a receiver in the area, and he was out of the pocket. 
Was he in the grass? That's hard to... Now, the question is, though, did the ball get past the line of scrimmage, which is the real question, but they're not going to call it either way. No flag. Ball will go to Malvern Prep at the 30-yard line. Score is 21-12. to Two-possession game. LaSalle gives away another scoring opportunity with penalties. Want to give a shout to Tom Trainer and Co. listening in North Hero, Vermont. Second furthest venue we've seen so far tonight. Fernandez gets the handoff. They try to strip it from him. He goes down in the backfield. A little lazy with the football. Fernandez lucky to hold on as we tick under five minutes to go. It'll be second and 13. You have to think that the Malvern coaching staff has told them LaSalle's going to try to strip the football. It's really their only, it's their last resort at this point. They're going to need a defensive score. Second and 13 upcoming. No hurry for Malvern Prep. Now they start the play clock. Four minutes, 30 seconds remaining, 18 left on the play clock. LaSalle trailing 21 to 12. Malvern with the football, moving from left to right. Kevin Doyle in the shotgun, trips to the near side. High snap, went up and got it, handed it off to Fernandez. Fernandez has room to the 35, past the 40 for a first down, and goes out of bounds at the 43-yard line. A gain of 16 yards and a first down. No Oshan Allison. We talked about it at the top of the broadcast. Ran for over 1,500 yards last year for Malvern Prep, nursing a shoulder injury. He suffered in the 47-30 loss to St. Augustine. Malvern looking to even their record at 1-1. First and 10, handoff. Fernandez taken down right at the line of scrimmage. Two explorers in there as he tried to bounce it outside the tackles. Second and eight upcoming. Second and eight for Malvern Prep. Doyle gets the call from the sideline and comes up to the line of scrimmage. Handoff inside. No room, so Fernandez bounces it outside to the 50-yard line taken down there. Three yards short of a first down. Third and three upcoming in LaSalle. If they want to have a chance, and this one's going to need this. LaSalle burns a timeout with three minutes and nine seconds, putting the eggs into the basket of this particular series. They'll need this one, Rob. And they are out of timeouts as it is, Bob. So that, I mean, oh, no, uh, that's wrong. Looking at the Malvern side. They're down to one, so definitely Malvern, need this stop. That Malvern one has been wrong all night. That, that said zero since the beginning of the second half. I believe they burned two. Well, scoreboard operator needs to get his game right. He does. Running the scoreboard can certainly be taxing. <laughs> you know what else can be? Running a business, both in time and money. Don't get tangled up in the headaches and loopholes of litigation. 
Count on Helen Hess O'Connell to protect your legal interests so you can get back to who and what you love. The attorneys at Helen Hess O'Connell are available now at 215-287-9292. That's C-U-P Wawa, serving Philadelphia Bucks and Montgomery County. 215-287-9292. C-U-P Wawa. That might be my favorite segue ever, Bob. Thank that you. Just, that was fantastic. Appreciate that. Taxing work. Thank you, my friend. That's what we do. 309 to play. Back to action here. Third and three, right at the midfield stripe. They need the 47 of LaSalle, do the Friars, to put this one close to ice. Shotgun. Thought there was movement mm, up front. Looked like it. Definitely. It's going to be like really it. close. Fernandez got to about the 48, close to the 47. We'll see where they spot it. The line to gain is the 47-yard line of LaSalle. Looks, and a timeout is called by LaSalle. It looks like it's short, fourth and one. And if you're Malvern Prep, maybe you go end the football game right now, or you try to. Maybe you go for it on fourth and short. Would just about do it. It's not, not, the, uh, it's not out of the question here. I mean, you know what your defense has done to LaSalle the last two drives. You could also punt it, put it inside the 20-yard lines. That's what I think they'll do. I mean, LaSalle hasn't been able to put the ball, hasn't been able to move the ball 30 yards in three minutes. Well, they certainly have. They've just been backed up another 15 after they move at 30. But (laughs) I hear you. I think I'd punt it. Timeout on the field. Portion of tonight's game brought to you by Dunphy Ford in the Northeast, 7700 Frankfurt Avenue, DunphyFord.com. Visit Kevin Dunphy, our friend and longtime LaSalle alum. He sent his kids through LaSalle as well, 7700 Frankfurt Avenue. New, used, lease, buy, whatever you need, SUV, sedan, or minivan. Dunphy Ford, the place to be. Two minutes, 57 seconds to play. Our our final shout for anybody that's out there listening. We appreciate you joining us from one of the true meccas of high school football, not just in Philadelphia, but the entire country, bringing back the, the ghosts of so long ago. And now they run the sneak. The extra push looks like got, it got them the first down. The big 6-4 frame of Doyle with the ball. Well, holding near the shoulder, the forward push, no signal yet. Now there is. Move the chains. Out of timeouts, the LaSalle Explorers will now sit and wait as Malvern Prep will move forward. LaSalle's going to need a turnover as the clock winds under 2 minutes and 45 seconds to play in this game. A shout to the former Twitter handle operator of LaSalle underscore sports. Chris Sanders listening from State College, Pennsylvania. I'm sure he's fired up for a big Penn State against Pitt game, which is at high noon tomorrow at Heinz Field. First and 10 for Malvern Prep at the 45. Fernandez bounces outside, but is strung out pretty well by the Explorers. Tackle made just inside the 45-yard line. 2-11 to play. Still haven't started the 25-second play clock yet. And now they start it. 
at two minutes exactly. So the clock ticks down now to 155 as there's 20 to play on the play clock. And I think when you look back on this one, Bob, it's mistakes and just sloppiness all around, uh, I think, sort of define this one. It did on both sides, but Malvern was just able to make fewer and, and capitalize on the opportunities they had and bust some big plays and take advantage of the Explorers shooting themselves in the foot. I yeah. formation handoff to Fernandez. A gain of about three yards up to the 41-yard line. It will be third and five as it's under a minute and 30 to play. Yeah, I'm going to echo what Rob said. I, Malvern took advantage of the Explorers' mistakes, missed tackles. LaSalle didn't take advantage of the Malvern mistakes, the fumble to start the, the, the game. They never were able to take advantage of any of those mistakes. LaSalle was played some sloppy defense. They played some good defense, too, but a lot of it was sloppy. And if, if you think of the two big scoring plays that Malvern had, both of them came off a series of missed tackles on behalf of the Explorers. series of missed tackles that just turned into enormous touchdown runs of 80 and 70 yards. 70 yards, so... You can't have those in a game. Hand out to Fernandez. Lucky to hold on to that football. Garrett Zoba was in there on a big stop in the backfield as Fernandez received the football back to the 42. And now with 42 seconds to play, they still haven't started that 25-second play clock. It's fourth down and five. An 11-second differential between game and play clock. And they'll likely take the five-second delay of game before punting the football they do break the huddle with 6 and now 5 on the play clock 15 on the game clock they're going to snap the football Oh, mishandled the snap they try to go for the fumble and down goes Doyle Doyle at the 45 yard line so it'll go down as a sack but took valuable seconds off the clock a 7 second play 5 seconds remain in the football game do you even, I mean, do you practice a Hail Mary here? With Absolutely. This? Yeah, you might as well. Absolutely. Time's on the clock. I think you throw the ball deep, but we shall see. You may remember. Either that or they're going to throw a hook and ladder. You can work on that, too. It's a shame there's no nine-point plays in this game. Although, you know what? I doubt we see a hook and ladder because you can practice that in practice. All the other teams have film. You don't want to put that on film for everybody to see if you have that in the holster for later. None of the above. Knee. They're going to kneel the football. Lamort takes the snap, kneels the football, and the 40. It wasn't even Lamort. He brought out Dan Selecki for the. Or. uh, After a 56. I guess it was Lamort. Year hiatus. LaSalle returns to Franklin Field and drops this game 21-12. Malvern came in. They were 0-1 on the year. Their first time ever at Franklin Field. And they played some good football. 21-12. Doyle, again, for the second straight week, had three touchdowns. This time, two passing, one rushing. And the story of the day will be in LaSalle's comeback attempt. Too many penalties and too many bad times. Two consecutive drives inside the 20-yard line, backed up either to the edge of field goal range or out of field goal range. And that was the difference, as well as an inability to put the ball in for six. Yeah, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Bob, and we talked on it. It's just shooting themselves in the foot and too many. The, the penalties, I mean, you had two really good opportunities there at the end of 
start of the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter, you got starting in Malvern territory and you just couldn't capitalize. You, you set yourself back with illegal formations and false starts here and just not not clean football at the end of the game for the Explorers. And then you go back to those early opportunities, the, the fumble to start the kick the game on the kickoff and you know getting getting Malvern backed up into their own goal line and just just a lot of missed opportunities for the Explorers and ones I'm sure they'll remember and look to correct during the course of the week this week and get things going back on on the winning uh, streak next week. Chris, your final thoughts on the evening tonight? Yeah, a lot of to echo a lot what Rob said. The um, they just never they, they just never looked to be in sync. And I thought that they I thought last week's game against Pensbury gave them a lot of energy and momentum to be able to do that, and it just never happened. It's not, it wasn't even close to seeing the same team that we saw last week, although the Pensbury didn't have anywhere near the talent that Malvern had. But Malvern made a lot of mistakes and didn't show the talent that they probably had. And again, LaSalle didn't take advantage of that. These are two good football teams here today. Malvern really showed it. This is a very good Friar team that went on the road and challenged themselves in weeks one and two, the first against St. Augustine and the second against the LaSalle College High School Explorers in the mecca of college football in Philly, as well as one of the great venues for high school football in Philadelphia as well. The former home of the Philadelphia Eagles from 1958 to 1970, a wonderful experience tonight. And you could hear in the background there, of course, the LaSalle alma mater, like at the end of every game with this team, a nice tradition. We mentioned during the halftime show with Bill that, uh, you know, Coach Callister was honored tonight that we learned pregame was a tradition started by Coach Callistra uh, along with uh, Mr. Chichamaro. Little pep band action. Those two got together, and Mr. Callister wanted to bring back the alma mater to LaSalle. Uh, and uh, during football games, I thought it was a great opportunity to get a pep band that, you know, knew its stuff and get them some exposure and did their thing. And it's just been a, a cool tradition to watch before and after every game here for LaSalle, just getting that alma mater out there and just another way to continue to honor Mr. Kalistra's legacy here. Our next broadcast, Friday night, 7 o'clock p.m., on the road against Archbishop Carroll. That game was supposed to be played at the brand-new facility on campus, but now will be played in Conshohock in the new field at Carroll. Not quite ready. Doesn't affect where you need to be. Bob Long Sports at 6.40 for the Dunphy Ford pregame show and then kickoff at 7 o'clock p.m. It's with bittersweet emotions that we say so long from Franklin Field one of the great broadcasting experiences any of us have ever had, and we appreciate everybody who listened in. Well, Sal drops this one 21-12. Malvern, a winner as they get back to even at 1-1. One one. Well, Sal falls to 1-2, and, and up next, Philadelphia Catholic League play on the road at Archbishop Carroll. We'll see you next Friday at 6.40 p.m.